excited. We're back. We I had know. a few weeks away in Mercury retrograde computer crashing land, and here we are. Do you know my computer still is not back? <laughs> we just got innovative and found a new way because we missed you all too much. Oh, so sometimes things that look like setbacks create the conditions to discovering new ways of being. Well, and now we always know that there's a new way of being. There always is, at every turn. Um, hi. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm doing so good. I'm having the best day. I'm so best happy day. to be talking with our friends. Oh, I know. And just as we started this podcast, the thunder and lightning storm outside just started. Yeah. yeah they know, that weather knows what's up. It knows what's they up. They know we're jamming. Uh, yeah. It's like there's some powerful energy mm-hmm. right now. Uh for those of you listening, we are in, we, we joked about it being Mercury retrograde, but that's kind of traditionally the time when the planet Mercury uh, moves in retrograde, and it's the feeling of communication and electronics all being haywire, and so we've just been laughing because sometimes you really notice it and sometimes you don't, and this particular time, I feel like everyone I know is like really noticing it. Like, to the... Place where no phone calls work. Exactly. Like, you're, can I call you back? I can't hear you. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's all these like kind of like false starts. But it always makes me think that anytime there is that energy where something is moving in retrograde or something is making things a little more complicated, it's just a good moment to say, okay, well then where is stillness? Okay, mm-hmm. where if there's something that doesn't want to move right now. I don't need to be obsessed with moving anything. That's right. It's and a, sometimes the universe is giving us a little present in disguise. It's an opportunity to slow down. Yeah. And what I have noticed this week is that I've really been like going into my feminine energy and creating a lot more space and listening internally to what feels good right now. Yeah. And when I do that, then I really start to feel like I'm working from a much deeper place than trying to hustle or have any kind of... Or even do the normal routine. Yes. You know, I think, uh, you know, wherever you are in the world, the weather's been crazy. It's been very hot. It's been very rainy. It's been very all over the place. And there really is a calling to say things are shifting. And so the old way of doing things perhaps is outdated. And... Requesting innovation. Exactly. Exactly. And that kind of leads us to our podcast this week. This came uh, to us from uh, one of our dear community members who we love and adore. And we were having an email conversation uh, with this person. And they were asking us questions of basically how do you change the energy when you notice that there is a need for a change or there is a need for an innovation or a new perspective or a new way of thinking. And so we wanted to share with you this communication and then we got so excited about it. And then Kristen had a big old download and here we are. Um, All right. So we will jump in. Now, this person asked us, have we ever done a podcast on this topic? So it created the space that now we're doing it. So they write, I have one who is lovely in so many ways with good reps and good auditions who loves to lament about how no one will see her and no one will give her a chance. Over the year, I've brought it up. uh, The things that help over the year, I've brought up the things that have helped me create meditation, turning it over to the divine cultivation of a community of working actors. I bring up each thing as an offering and then drop it. All of my other friends who, who have had poor me moments that I've suggested 
Thames too, have had amazing and beautiful and inspiring transformations after going to a creed or etc. But this one just shrugs it off. It's frustrating to watch someone go in an audition you would have loved to have had and then hear them complain that no one will see her. It's draining. She's lovely and very inspiring in other ways. And I'm concerned that attempting to detach with love will mean detaching altogether. Thoughts, recommendations. Uh, So this really got us excited because this, of course, shows up in the arts, of course course there is this feeling of competition there is a feeling of who's getting what who's where who's getting left behind there is a real artist uh love of complaining and but I do think that that is not an artist specific thing I think no matter what job or vocation you do I think it's very easy to complain I just think that something that is easy for us to fall into the trap of is complaining or feeling poor me or feeling victimized and even if the outer world is showing us things that are outside of that paradigm it's actually really hard for us to get out of that funk when we're in it and it can be very draining on our relationships when we are in community with someone else and we are constantly the one complaining or vice versa in the case of this email when the person was saying what do I do when I've given with love every tool I know how to give and there is resistance to receiving them because there's more attachment to staying in the victim mode or staying in the complaining. Yeah. And I think it's important to just off off the bat say, sometimes we all need to voice our frustrations and say out loud, ooh, I'm having this thing. And that's a holy part of the process, Mm -hmm. right? Giving it voice is part of how we find our way through it. Because there can be this almost shaming thing that happens in the spiritual community of like, you're not allowed to complain ever. You're, right. you're not allowed to say something's not working. And then you can get into the spiritual bypass that we've talked about of, I won't acknowledge the thing that needs healing because I'm trying to be up here in a pie, right? Exactly. But transcendence comes from going all the way into the problem, right? Inside the problem is the solution. And Michael Beckwith used to say, and I loved it, he would talk about it as a pro-emblem. It's an emblem of something that is pro, like it's for you, right? right? This is here for us. There's The, the answer is inside of it. Right. So it's almost like we want to call it out right. and go like, ooh, I'm having this thing show up. And something inside of us knows it's not working. And when we know that it's the thing that's going to transform us if we dive into it, then there can be a lack of resistance to it being there. So one of the things I think we first want to do is say, let's notice when we have resistance to someone else's pain or suffering. Right. And notice when we have resistance to our own pain and suffering, and perhaps we are not noticing our resistance to our own pain and suffering because we're always so busy in someone else's life and business. Yeah. And I do uh, love what you said about we never want to bypass any feelings. It's it's almost the thing of many of us were raised where we, if you were crying or particularly men, men don't cry. This yeah. is a message that we've gotten. And, and so it becomes confusing when we have these hard feelings, when we have these scary feelings. We think the thing to do with them is to avoid them, ignore them, put them on the shelf, be stronger, be tougher than. And, and we think that that is somehow 
somehow transcending, but all it really does is put it in the basement of us. And as Osho says, once something lives in the basement, it's actually more dangerous because it's inside of you, but you have less access to it. Ooh, that's good. So we want to make sure that we're never um, avoiding any of it. Yes. It's just a matter of being in the conversation with it or being in relationship with it in a different way. So, Sometimes it does help to recruit the voice of a friend. Yeah. Sometimes it does help me when I'm in a lot of pain to say, Kristen, can I just talk out my process? And there's never a moment where I think Kristen is going to somehow magically have an answer for me. But there is something powerful about saying, here's all the gross stuff I'm feeling yeah. right now. Here's all the stuff that I don't want to feel about myself. Here's all the stuff I don't want to say out loud. Here's all the ways that I'm in a bad mood today. Here's all the ways I feel like life is against me today. And there can be power in just saying it out loud. There can be power in releasing it. But once it is up and out, it's up to us to then be in relationship with it in a new and empowered way. So we start asking different questions of the conversation than just letting the conversation dictate how we continue to feel. A hundred percent. And I think this thing happens when, when we start to find these tools of how to create our reality that get really exciting for us. So I understand what it's like to, oh, I just learned how to be conscious of my thoughts. Or for the past 10 years, I've been conscious of my thoughts and my intentions, and I'm seeing what I want to see, and I'm watching spiritual growth in my life. And it's beautiful, and it's exciting, and it's exhilarating, and I just want to share it with people. I just want to give it away. We're here on the planet because we are healers. So naturally, it's so sweet. We're so altruistic. All we want to do then is heal. All we want to do is like heal our friends and heal our spouse and heal our mom, you know? And it's, of course, those people don't want us putting our fingers in their mojo, Mm. right? And it comes down to, for every person, their teacher is within. That we never learn something because someone outside of us is saying, here's the answer. I mean, did it suck when you were a kid in school and the teacher would be up there saying, lecturing, lecturing, lecturing. And then you want to take your like pencil and stab it in your <laughs> eye because you were more interested in investigating your own thoughts and curiosities, right? So there's this inner teacher that's constantly trying to teach us and there's a, there's a, quote that I love that says, um, your path is your way. So we don't know what any other person or being came here to study and must experience or how long they must experience it for in order to evolve. Right. I love this idea of we all come here with our own contracts of what we want to learn. That's right. And I have no idea what Kristen's contract is. And the more we spend time together and become friends and share things together, perhaps I can get more of an idea. But there's almost this thing where we don't even necessarily know what our contracts are until we rub up against them. I I wanted to joke and get Kristen's here to study orgasms. (laughs) Well, that we know. (laughs) But it is this interesting thing of... We are all here for growth. This is a plane of evolution. We come to this place called Earth. It's it's the kind of cosmic school of Mm -hmm. the universe. And what if someone is here to grow and learn through victimization? What if that is what they have called in? And so every time we try to fix it, 
take it away, we're actually taking them further from their own growth opportunity that they've created for themselves, whether consciously or unconsciously. Yes, and that doesn't mean that we can't, if we feel the voice of spirit knocking on us in the conversation and we have something to share, we can always say, um, I have something I'd love to share. Would you like to hear it? Or is, would, is now, would you just like me to listen? Or right. I have some feedback. Would that be helpful for you? Or is there something else that would be more helpful? Because they can say, yes, I'd love feedback. Or I'm not ready for input. You know? Right. And I think a good gauge too, because I think it can be confusing of if someone is talking to me about their pain, all I want is for them to not be in pain. All I right. want is if there's anything I can right. do to take that pain away. So if I have a practice that really works for me, all I want to do is give it away. It would be really like if someone was in front of you dying of a terrible mm -hmm. illness and you had a magic pill in your pocket yeah. where if they only took this, mm -hmm. then you know their, their disease would be right. cured. But what we have to understand is that spirituality is not a magic pill. Mm -hmm. Spirituality is a process that is done through growth, trial and error, through joy, through suffering, through the experience of the senses of life and reality. So we cannot ever experience reality for someone else. So there's nothing actually that we can give them other than our presence, our listening, our space, mm -hmm. as you were saying earlier, our unconditional love. Yeah. And the one thing that becomes very helpful for my own personal practice, because I can really be an overgiver, is that I always have to check if, if someone is speaking to me about a problem or an issue and something comes up in me that says, this tool would be great for them. I almost practice for myself by saying, before I say anything to them, well, Natalie, are you practicing that tool in your own life? Mm. Because if not... That's not a tool to give to somebody else. But maybe the tool's coming in, not because it's the thing I'm supposed to tell them to do, because it's the thing that I'm supposed to be doing, because I'm now in the space of this conversation and spirit is telling me what I need to do. At the same moment, spirit is telling them what they need to do. And if I get busy telling them the message I hear for myself, then I actually take their power their will, their connection to their higher power away by doing it for them. And I'm not here to be anyone's parent. There it is. There it is. We actually mess with someone's process if we try to get in between them and God, right? So one of the most powerful things we can do is just be that presence of unconditional love and non-judgment. There's this quote that Ram Dass said, which is, if you want to be in freedom, I will meet you there. If you want to be in suffering, I will meet you there as well. Like I am such a space of love, my presence, my consciousness, I can meet you wherever you want to hang out. And there's something to meeting uh, someone who is in suffering or a repeat, repetitive thought pattern that is, that is keeping them kind of enslaved and meet it with a part of us that's like, yeah, I totally get it. I understand. I'm in suffering. I'm in suffering too. Oh, there is a part of me that also has repetitive thought patterns that keep me enslaved. Totally get it. Well, totally and, understand. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because we might say it's so difficult because I love this person so yeah. much and they're always in this pain body. Yeah. They're always in this pain. Never story. changes. Yeah. And then it becomes difficult for me, becomes draining for me because I'm always around this energy. Well, then aren't you in the same story? Yes. 
because you are allowing yourself to be victimized by something on the outside of you that you completely have have the power to do something else with. I remember once my teacher, Christy Marsden, who we've had on the podcast, who's an amazing yogi and teacher and friend. And I remember her saying once that she used to have a friend who was always in that complaining story. And she used to set a timer and say, okay, here's what we're going to do for the next 10 minutes. Total bitch fest. We're just going to like go for it. Just pull hair out, have the temper tantrum, let the ego say all the things. But as soon as that timer goes off, conversation shifts. Uh And now we're talking about solutions. Or now we're Uh talking about gardening. Or now we're talking Uh about what the color of the sky is. Or what TV show you love. Or anything else. As soon as the timer goes off, the conversation has to shift. And what it did is it created a container of safety where no one's energy was getting too pulled into something. So there was a time what, this is an appropriate time where none of us get too tired, too exhausted by this. Yeah. So then what would happen is if then the friend wasn't able to respect that time, then then Christy had the opportunity to go, well, awesome, but I honored my part of the bargain. So now if, if this is going to be something that we both can't honor, then I got to go. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's and that's uh, not saying anyone did anything wrong. It's just saying we agreed to a 10 minute bitch Uh fest. And if it's going to end up being a 20 minute one, energetically, 20 minutes is a little too much for me. So I'm here solid 10 and then I'm going to go take care of myself. A hundred percent. And it's interesting to to just notice if um, there is a trigger around what someone is complaining about. So if we really believe that life is a mirror and we're only pulling towards ourselves, the people that are are, are vibrationally equivalent to us, like, you know, talking about like when you start to really work on your consciousness, you start to notice, Ooh, the higher I go vibrationally, I'm pulling like minded people to me and how exciting. Ooh, all my conversations like are on the same vibe. Why do I have this one person in my life who really wants to complain and be in victimhood? Well, that's not an accident, right? right? So what's, in, what's happening there that is actually spirit saying, this is for you. If all of life is for you, if right. this too is rigged in your favor, what is it here to show you? So something that I thought was interesting is in this person's email and I, I, I can say all this out loud because I see myself in it. So just know that I'm saying this because I'm like, Oh, I know I have been, I have done this too. And I do it all the time. But, um, if this person's coming, if revealing something to us that, that like, you know, we find ourselves having some sort of inner reaction to, right. they're always representing, uh, illuminating a part of our shadow self often that we have hidden and we're not looking at. Right. So the reason we have resistance to them is we have resistance to it, it in ourselves. Right. So one of the things said in this email is it's frustrating to watch someone go on auditions that you would love to have and then hear them complain because inside of that, right, is a complaint, right? So inside of just that statement is a bit of that poor me victim story. Right. This doesn't make sense. How come they get to have the opportunities? This isn't fair. I'm doing work on myself. A little bit of that energy is inside that language which seems to me that that is what's causing the cycle to be able to go on, yeah, perpetuate, go on and on, right? So it's interesting that this friend 
is having this feeling of I can't be seen, I'm, I'm not getting in the room. Both of them are having uh, experiences of feeling like they, they aren't being seen or there's not opportunities, right? Yes, yes. And what the, the person who wrote us the email is saying is, I want this person to be able to see all the opportunities they have. Right. And of course, because she can't see all the opportunities she has, she can't feel like she's being seen. Right. So where in my life can I not see the opportunities that I have? And if I'm having this feeling of they're having opportunities that I'm not, have is that an indication I've put a limit on life? Right. Or a limit on what the universe can do? Have I been somehow holding myself down? Am I not seeing a part of myself or creating limitations on life that the universe is knocking and say, hey, no more. Right. I want I want to elevate you. Right. I, I got a miracle here. And that's why everyone and everything is a great teacher. Yeah. Because every single thing is, is trying to point us back to ourselves. Yes. And so if we're too distracted, always making it about the other person or the outer situation, mm-hmm. we're, we're just missing the lesson at every turn. And I think when we get into that victimhood consciousness of we miss the universe is always giving us these beautiful yeah. nuggets of lessons yeah. and we keep missing them, yeah. then we also feel victimized. Yes. Because we feel like where's the communication? Right? Someone else is getting a booking and that feels like communication from spirit. But then we call being triggered not communication from spirit. Ooh, it's all communication. But it's all communication. So if we can open and expand our perception to say, wow, I'm so triggered all the time. I th- I'm noticing victim stuff all the time. I'm noticing these situations I don't like all the time. I am in constant communication. Yes. I'm getting constant reference. I'm getting constant stimulus back. So that means there is some alignment happening here. There is movement. There is growth. There is things happening. Can I just continue opening my perspective wide enough to see it? It's like going, oh, there's a place the universe wants to uh, liberate me. Ooh, liberation wants to happen over here. Ooh, there's something here that wants to open. So we can use this as, as an invitation to dive deeper into it. And sometimes, and I found this today. So I'll just totally out myself. I, I had this day where I woke up and I was in a little bit of victim body. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. my, my actual physical body has been in pain for a few days. And I was just, I was just a little bit in my, in my life doesn't feel good in this moment, uh, kind of energy. And it's almost like I could feel myself just wanting to have that little pity party. I could feel myself just wanting to, ugh, I just don't feel good. Ugh, I just almost like you just kind of want to not feel good. And then you want other people to make you feel better. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, I do so much work all the time, making myself feel better today. I want to have the day off. I want someone else to make me feel better. <laughs> you know, when you get in that mode. Yes. So while I was so kind of busy, uh, trying to make, um, you know, various people make me feel better, you know, and subtly, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, even if it's that moment where you're lying down in yoga class and you just really want the yoga teacher to come and push your shoulders down yes. and you keep trying to manifest it, you know, <laughs> but it's kind of like a subtle, like give me more attention than everyone else. Right. So, so there's just that thing going on and it happens in subtle and obvious ways. And there was so much just wanting to stay inside that pain story that I actually forgot that I'm, teaching a class tonight on the Leo new moon. And when I just picked up 
my very dear teacher, Dana Chasson, who's amazing and knows so much about astrology, she had sent me these beautiful notes on the Leo new moon from, and I had just not read them yet. And as soon as I picked them up to read them, it was all about the ego. And she said, sometimes what can come up around the Leo new moon is, oh no, my ego is out in front of me having a childish temper tantrum. Poor me. I'm a victim. I'm alone. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. And so it was so <laughs> fascinating to me that someone had already given me the medicine, the antidote, before the, the pity party, the poor me, even showed up. But my commitment was to avoiding it. Mm. My commitment was to avoiding that material, and I didn't consciously know it. So anytime we are so busy trying to fix someone else or make someone else see, you have to know that unconsciously they're cock-blocking you. Yeah. They don't want it. They, they don't want the message and unless and until they can get in alignment with their own spirit and receive it in the way that they need to so they're lesson will come through. It was very important for me to go through this little drama this morning and then read it and then say, wow, I had the answer all along and I was avoiding it on purpose. Wow, where else do I do that? Right? That was the lesson that I needed to hear today. Where do I actually have more than I think I have? And I avoid it. Where do I purposely keep myself blind to good? Oh, interesting. And then all of a sudden I started seeing these other connective tissues in life And that's a huge lesson. And it's a way bigger lesson than if you had said to me today, well, Natalie, you know, it's just the new moon and Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like you could have given me the word for word, the same information, but I had to understand it and learn it in this particular way for it to do what it needed to do in me. It had to come from within. Right. It, It always does. It does. And so one of the most powerful things we can do is actually to see our loved one as a spiritual master. Exactly. And so if we find if we see someone who's uh, in a repetitive pattern or pain is to go you are a spiritual master. And I know you are because you wouldn't be hanging out with me if you weren't, right? Yes. You have everything you need inside of you and you have your own direct uh, line to higher power and I know higher power is always communicating with you because if we actually build a story any other way and think someone isn't as evolved or less than we're building separation and we're victimizing we're victimizing them we're victimizing ourselves in that way too it's a disservice to us so we're saying to them i see you through the eyes of someone who can't do it who can't handle it yes and then we're upset with them that they keep walking around the world saying i can't do it i can't handle it well we've put them in that box right so we can actually change like turn the table around and, it, and we don't even need to say anything out loud, but inwardly go, ooh, I know there's a miracle happening in your life. Right. I know that you are listening to something inside of you and you're being led every moment. And I'm so grateful I get to be in your life and watch you evolve. And one of my favorite Florence Scovel Shin quotes is, nothing resists a non-resistant woman. So I have no resistance within me to your path and however long it takes for you to learn or to, to go on, to go, to have your evolution. Right. Whatever, whatever you need to do is perfect. Right. Cause, Cause our, our responsibility is our own path. Yes. Our own evolution. Yes. And if for some reason, what someone else is doing on their path yeah. is feeling detrimental to you yeah. and your spiritual growth and what you need to do, then absolutely detach with love. Just don't judge them while you're doing it. That's exactly right. Just say, they are doing the absolute best thing 
for themselves yeah. and they don't need me and I'm going to do the absolute best thing for myself and I don't need them. Yeah. Everyone's getting what they need and everyone has their own connection to their own source. Well, I love to, to like look inside and go, um, Ooh, does hanging out with that person feel like, like sound like what I want to do right now? Right. And, and see if the answer is yes or no. Like, are we, have we, I, I often think that being obsessed with fixing someone else is always self-abandonment, always. right? Always. So if we're getting preoccupied with needing to fix somebody or someone needing to be different, we've actually left ourselves. Yeah. So how do I come back to myself and get so um, in tune with what spirit is doing in my life, making the changes in my life that want to be made, getting the communication, doing things that are life-giving, that I am so in this bliss of being alive that I suddenly now come from the overflow, yes. right? If I am really in the place of doing my dharma and listening to spirit and being in dialogue and the wonder of the world and the color of the grass, suddenly something happens inside of me where I have so much to give that I can't wait to just be the space of love. And if I'm not in that place and, so, and I go, ooh, to seeing that person suddenly sound like a downer that maybe means I need there's some more energetic work inside of me that wants to occur like maybe I want to take myself out on a date or to the museum or spend some internal time and so that's a wonderful indication of that yes and it's just always such a fun thing to say okay well if what I'm feeling is for example in this email there's an energy of people like you said not feeling seen uh, their gifts not being validated, not being heard, and that energy is feeling heavy or draining. Well, is is there anyone I know who is being seen and heard in the world? Is there anyone I know who really their voice is out there? I really respect them. It feels like they're really living their bliss. It feels like they're yeah. they, they are loving their life. Well, maybe I just ask them if they want to hang out. Yes. Right? Like instead of trying to stay over here and, and put the, the square thing into the round thing, why don't I just seek out more of what I would rather be in alignment with? Oh, and nothing feels better than to be around someone you want to be around, right? Because right? then it's like your soul is like, oh, you listen to me. Your heart yes. is like, Oh, you checked in and asked what would feel good. And you followed that. Do you know what was interesting for me the other day? I had a a girlfriend who I'm very close with, and she was asking me this advice. um, uh, And and I said, well, here's this practice that Kristen and I do all the time, if it's of any service to you. And, And I just talked about how anything that we think we need from someone else or like a romantic partner or whatever, uh, we just check in and say, Oh, where am I not giving that to myself? And how can I give that to myself? Mm -hmm. Like, how can I make myself my own source and supply? So anything I think I need from the outer world, let me just get into a journal practice and go, Ooh, where, where did I stop giving myself that in this moment? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and she was like, Oh my God, that was such a revelation. That was like mind blowing tool. And I thought to myself, well, it's so funny because this is just something you and I talk about on the daily, yeah. but that's why we want to hang out with each other because we're always in a conversation about 
how could it, it's so good. And how could it be better? Oh, and I'm curious about this. Ooh, this came up and I'm so interested in what that is. And, and so we're in a constant dialogue where we're curious and interested without judgment about what the next things are. And so it was like a revelation for someone else to say, oh, wow, you can actually live that way. And it just brought me profound gratitude to think, oh, and I have a best friend who I'm in that kind of conversation with all the time. And no wonder I'm able to have so much fun and joy and peace in being a human being when you can find your soul tribe who you can do that with. So um, rather than always uh, staying and trying to fix what doesn't need you to fix it anyway, also open and broaden your perspective to say, where are the people who are already doing the things that I love, that I value? So it's it's less of a aversion and more of an attraction. Yes. It's what am I attracted to? What kind of people's energy is drawing me? Maybe I just carve out more space in my life for that kind of energy. And then I just see what organically happens. That is beautiful. And I also like, if there's a person in your life where you're like, they're not leaving your life anytime soon. Maybe they're a relative or a family member or a longtime friend and you really do love them. I find for myself that if I keep at the forefront of my mind why I love them and what I love about them. So maybe it's with this friend, we love to watch this television show together. We love, you know, uh, Uh, the great baking show or you know this one thing when she and I do that together we have a blast yes or this one friend we love to go shoe shopping together she knows exactly how to buy shoes she'll she find the best ones Mm -hmm. if I keep in the forefront of my mind what about them is a miracle and awesome and fantastic and keep my focus there right and um, really savor that about them. So make a plan to do the thing with them that I love doing. And while we are doing it, I'm in such profound gratitude yes. for that thing and their gift in the world. And then when that's done, I honor the experience. I thank them for it and I take off. Right. You know? And again, it's the honoring of them as a master and not as a victim. That's it. Right. I may have told this story before, but I just loved this story. My, my little cousin was over at the house and we were making hot cocoa and we were heating it all up. And my little cousin said to my dad, you better pour it for me because I'm just a kid and I'll spill it everywhere and yes. make a mess. And so this is obviously uh, something that's been told. It's like, you know, obviously it's been told to this child, like, well, you can't pour it because you'll make a mess or, or you won't do this well. Yeah. And I, I just remember my dad like getting down on his level and saying, oh, you are going to pour the hot cocoa and you are going to be so great at it. There's not going to be a drop on the floor. Like you're going to nail it. And I can't wait to see you like do such a great job doing it. And you've never seen a child just focus so much on a task, so eager to prove the mastery that was like bestowed upon them. And I'll just never forget watching and thinking, wow, Like, if you really want to help somebody, Mm -hmm. just keep telling them how much of a great, amazing human being they are. Just keep telling them how you believe in them. Just keep telling them how 
I'm so in awe of how you navigate difficult times. I'm so in awe of that even though you're inside this problem, you're still showing up to life every day and putting on a cute outfit and doing your best to get out of bed. I'm so in awe of the fact that uh, even though this business, being an actor, is hard, you're still doing it. Yeah. I'm so in awe of the tenacity in you. I'm in awe of the question in you. Um, you know, and as you empower someone to start seeing the good in them, the victim will naturally die because the hero will emerge. That's exactly right. It, two things came to my mind when you were telling that story about your dad. One is when I was a little girl, I went to like eight different schools growing up. And I remember my mom telling me, you're so excellent at making friends. And I remember thinking, am I? I don't know if I am. But because she told me I was so excellent at making friends, I really became that. Yeah. And I was also thinking, the other thing that came up is, um, I remember when I was in my 20s and a little bit in my poor me victim story and um, in, in a little bit of like career stuff of like not knowing what was next. And I had a dear friend of mine say to me, I never worry about you because you're so good at following your heart. So you're always going to succeed. And I remember being like, am I? <laughs> like, am I good at following my heart? I don't know if I am. But like those words came back to me all the time. And it, I almost would tell them to myself, like, I'm so good at following my heart, so I'm always going to succeed. And that became like a little bit of a mantra for me. But both of the, have the, both of those people created healing for me by pointing out something that I was great at, right? right? So, it's, so the way that we can love someone is by holding up a mirror of their perfection always. Always. And so instead of focusing on their limitation, being, seeing them how God sees them. Yeah. Um, I had I read something in my reading this morning that I actually was like, oh, I think this may be good for um, for our podcast today. And, and as you're opening that, I just wanted to say what came to me yeah, is oh, please. Uh, uh, the sentence that I heard from one of my teachers: "What follows, I am follows you." And so we want to be so mindful when we say, "I am anything." Yes, I am a master. I am successful, or I am failing. I am not enough. Or when we say that to someone else, you are a victim. You are complaining. We, we tell them who they are. And then that's a very big badge to wear. Instead of saying, you are doing an amazing job right where you are. That's right. Well, it's so funny. Um, in my reading, this thing came up of... Um, I find solace in that I'm not, I need not change anything. I must simply prepare myself for change. I can take all the time I need. And I was like, ooh, can we do that to those we love? Uh, hey, take all the time you need. Right. And then th there was this other part that they're talking about themselves, but I was like, can we, because everyone else is us yeah. in different clothing, yeah. right? Um, this says, I need not judge the rate at which I change old habits or ways of thinking. If I'm uncomfortable with old behavior, then on some level, I'm already moving towards changing it. Mm. Change will not be effective unless I'm ready for it. I need only trust that when, when the time comes to move forward, I know I will know it. Mm. So can we, in our consciousness, create that for the people that we love? Yeah. Hey, if you're uncomfortable with something, it means on some level, it's already changing. Right. Right? And also, can we give people the freedom and permission to say, there's been so many times in 
our lives where something just takes a minute. Yes. Right? And we, we want to give ourselves the grace to say, yeah, it's moving and it's moving at its pace, you know? And so we have to give other people the dignity of their time and space as well. That's right. That we can't expect other people to transform on our time. Instead, we have to give them permission to transform in, in the time that is in alignment with their spirit and their growth. It's like we are freeing everyone around us to their own inner teacher. And, and in so, it keeps us focused back on ourselves and the spiritual race that we are running. Exactly. So I do think that there is power in when you notice yourself being triggered in the space of someone in a victim story, then you say, well, I showed up to this conversation for a reason. Mm -hmm. So where am I still a victim that I haven't noticed? Where is there good that I haven't noticed because I've been busy in a victim story? Where is there something learning and healing for me? Because if that happened, you would never walk away from the conversation resenting the other person, feeling drained by the other person, feeling like the other person took something from you. You would walk away, you would pay for lunch, and you would say, thank you for that incredible spiritual lesson. That's thank right. you. Thank you. Thank you for being my guru. Yeah. Thank you for illuminating something for me inside yeah. of me that I wasn't looking at. So if we can just stay on our own side of the street, there is a lot to clean up there. If we can just stay right there. There is a lifetime to clean up right there. Yeah. There is a lifetime just within ourselves to work on. Right. Let me never be so busy consumed by someone else's path and thinking I know better that I abandon myself and my path and what I'm here to do and I take away from someone else the dignity of their own connection with their higher power, their evolution, their growth, their journey. High five. Woo! Yeah. Um. All right. Well. On that note. On that note. Thank you, much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what we desire for you all is to be your own inner guides and teachers. And if you would like to also do that in the same room as us, we would love to share something with you. We are doing a very special pop-up workshop at New York Loves Yoga. And Why Loves Yoga is on the Upper West Side. It is the most amazing little hidden gem in New York City of a yoga studio. Every teacher there is phenomenal. Kristen and I have been going there for years and getting our souls fed. It is the most magical place. It's on 83rd between Columbus and Amsterdam. And it's a magical little oasis of joy. And they asked us if we would come and teach a workshop there. And we are so excited. It's going to be a blast. And Natalie and I looked at each other and we were like, what do we want to teach on? And we want to teach on it's for you. This idea that the universe is constantly conspiring in your favor and that if we could open ourselves up to how deeply we are loved, like we have everybody, like I always like to think of like all the unseen yeah. lining our pathway. Like, you know, when you're running a marathon mm -hmm. and the people hold out the little mm -hmm. Dixie cups mm -hmm. that on the unseen level, the entire universe is like, I am setting you up for winning. I got you. I got you. And we become blind to it yeah. because we've been, we're, we've lived in this world and been conditioned by this world that has taught us about limitations yeah. that we don't see how the universe is for us everywhere. So we're going to get underneath 
where we might have created impediments for ourselves without even realizing it, and then using our heart as the indicator of where the universe wants to point us, go deeper into what's actually for us, and we know it because it's there in our heart. Exactly. And then once we know it's for us and we are in alignment with what we want, then we step into power. Mm -hmm. And then there's this really powerful thing where you can actually learn how to use your ego and your soul in tandem with one another to really empower your process and to have all of the confidence, all of the drive, all of the assuredness inside of yourself that, that if it's for you, it's also for everyone else. And then you just can't wait to put it out there. So whatever it is, whether it's wanting to be a great parent, whether it's wanting to be a great artist, whether it's wanting to grow your business or create a restaurant, whatever it is that you feel called, I want expansion in my life. We start with you and then we take it out and we say, once you know it can be for you, then you know how to make it for the world. And it's going to be really awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait for this workshop. It's going to be incredible. And then you and I go to Europe. And then we're going to Europe. So this workshop uh, is going to be on uh, Saturday, August 18th at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. It's a four-hour workshop with Kristen and Natalie. You've never been so happy. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get us for four hours. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So that's on our website, thecreateseries.com. Uh, under classes, and uh, we would love that spacing is super limited. So, so, super small. If you're interested, then you want to sign up sooner than later. And it's less, the cost of the workshop is less than like what a one hour private would be with you or me. Exactly. And they're getting both of us and for four hours. So, exactly. it's like, it, it, and it's in a small, intimate group where we can really work hands on together. Yeah, um, we really wanted to give this as a gift because we got so turned on by the idea and we haven't taught together. Mm-hmm. In months, I don't in think months, all summer. No. So this is going to be a really special one-time offering, and we're really excited. The room so might explode. It might explode. And, and there's a cute terrace. There's all <laughs> wait, just wait. And then when we go to Europe, we're going to be podcasting from the road. So that's going to be really fun. That's going to be fun. Um, so tune in for our podcast, and you'll hear the adventures we're having whenever we travel. It's yeah. always. So much. Deep spiritual lessons through traveling. Um, (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Again, if you loved this podcast, uh, please give it some stars, some ratings, share it with a friend. Absolutely. Join our Facebook community page. We hear rumors that our Facebook community page is a little hard to find. Here is the antidote. You have to put c.r.e.a.t.e community. If you just put the word create, it takes you somewhere else, not our cute faces. So come join our Facebook page. Come join our mailing list. Uh, go to createseries.com and find out about our class. You and can sign up for our mailing list you there. You can sign up and uh, see our, our faces and tell us about yourselves and email us. And we would love to have your podcast suggestions as well if you have something burning that you'd love yeah, to Yeah, if you have questions uh, just like this one, you can write us and... We'll jam on that topic. Jam away. Uh, we love you. We love you. Thanks for being teachers and gurus and masters and all the things that you are. We see you. Yeah. Thank you for living your dharma on the planet and making it a better place to be. Thank you so much for listening. We love to feel like we have friends all over the world in you who are committed to doing their dream on the planet. And if you liked this podcast and you want to find out more about what we're doing or who we are, our pop-up classes, our online classes, you can check all of that out at thecreateseries.com.
And if you want to be part of our Facebook community, you can go to the Create Community page. That's C period R period E period A period T period E period community. And if you loved this podcast, why not share it with a friend?